Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. All right, welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Integrity Leadership Call. Glad to have everyone on this evening. Hope everyone is having a thankful Thursday, having an even better evening. I'm about to get out of the way of greatness, but before I do, if you are in the position to, please turn on your camera so that we can see your lovely, shining, smiling faces and feel each other's energy. Also, if at any point in time you have a question or a thought, if your camera is on, you can wave your hand. We will acknowledge you that way. <laughs> if your camera is not on, no worries. Like Ms. Vanessa's doing. If your camera is not on, no worries. You can click on participants. From there, you'll see a small blue hand that says raise hand. <laughs> and click on that. We will acknowledge you that way. And as always, you are free to type in your questions and thoughts in the chat. Now, I'm about to get out of the way of greatness and introduce to you all our trainers for the evening. This gentleman hails from Galveston, Texas, G-Town, called B-O-I, born on the island. This gentleman has a book coming out as well. Don't judge a book by its cover. Hey, look out for that. Look out for that. And also, this young lady is the COO of the ATSJR Companies. She too has a book coming out, and she does it right now. I'm just want to say that. But <laughs> okay, Antonio says she has books coming out. But <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be out shortly when she tells me. Hey, talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. I introduce to you, Mr. Reginald Paul and Miss Deanna Mitchell. I'm sorry. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good. <laughs> How you doing, Reverend Reginald? How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. I'm letting my hair do all the talking. I see. I see that. Yeah. I see that. I was talking in curses. My hair talking in cursive right now. <laughs> so I heard last week was absolutely amazing Reverend Reginald I missed you this first thing I need to say but you know I went on and I went in you know but it's not the same when you got your your other part you know which is just just to let you know that you was very well missed oh okay thank you yeah. I missed y'all too I missed y'all too missed but you. I held it down though you know I heard you I yeah. heard you ten, held it down. ten toes down I held it down <laughs> yeah. I wasn't scared of them. <laughs> you ain't never scared. <laughs> yeah, bone crushing. <laughs> one, one of Antonio's friends reminds me of bone crusher. So I would love to know what everyone got out of chapters five, six, seven, wait, one, two, three. You might want to say four. So it's four, five, six, and seven? Yeah, you might, you might want four, to say five, four. Six, four. Yeah. So we did one, two, and three. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're doing four, five, six. Okay. So I would love to know who got what out of these next few chapters. I saw some stuff in there I might actually need to sit down with Mr. Antonio because I have questions. <laughs> About Hitler. I have questions. It's facts. He is not there. He is 
in the heaven. Keep going, though. I know, I know the question. I've read the book. Okay. So I'm, it says he did, he did nothing wrong. I, I'm, did not. I'm sorry, everyone. It's on page. Okay, so I have both Conversations with God books two and three. I am in chapter four. And it's like this one to the, the like third to last page. But it talks it talks about him throughout it. You know, he's mentioned in here, but it blatantly says on page 64, Neil, Neil asks, why did Hitler go to heaven? And they said, because Hitler did nothing wrong. So Hitler simply did what he did. I remind you again that for many years, millions thought he was right. How then could he help but think so? But then it said the world decided finally that Hitler was wrong. That is to say the world's people made a new assessment of who they are and who they choose to be in a relationship to the Hitler experience. So my question is, are you, and I think I have a, an idea, is this basically saying at the time you're doing what you're doing, if you and the collective believe that you're right, then you did nothing wrong. But if over time people start analyzing it and they realize that, okay, this is not who we are, this is not where we want to be, then they at that point can decide that it was wrong. But ultimately, if I go if I go on a mass murdering spree and those who are around me believe that what I did, just like what I what I believe at the time, I was right, then I did nothing wrong. But if later on down the line somebody analyzed the whole situation and was like, yeah, you know, that's not who we are. This is not what we do. This is not the type of people we want to be then they can label me as wrong. But still, ultimately, I did nothing wrong because at the time of, that it took place, I believed I was right and so did the people around me. Is that what I'm getting? All righty. I ain't supposed to be talking this time. So you just talked to I, I forgot. I was going to answer, but no. No, wait. You You just, show, you just showed your face. You just showed your face and waved your hand. It's a little too late to go behind them blind. That's what I'm saying. You going to tell us. She's, she, 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 she said <laughs> okay. that it was a question for me, so I went grab my head if I was about to hear Call it down and tell <laughs> us about Hitler. <laughs> All right, so this is one of the most, this is one of the controversial parts of the book, but it comes from a different level of understanding. Awareness. Certainly, okay. yes. Yeah. And most certainly yeah. a different school of thought. It, uh, there is no right. <laughs> There you is no wrong. You said okay. that before. All right. I well, heard that. All right. So let's, let's build some foundation. There's no right. There's no wrong. If you would like to make a right, then you must compare that right thing to source. You have no choice because the word right in itself is comparative. So when you say this feels good, this is right, you're automatically saying it is right in accordance to the right thing that I have experienced before in my life. Follow me so far? Yes. If I say this is good, you're also saying this is good according to the great good that I have in my life that I judge all good things by. Is that? Yes. Yeah. All right. So listen, I see some faces and I see here's the deal. Right now, don't try to analyze what was said. Okay. <laughs> right now, walk on some foundational objective and both philosophical understandings. There is no right or no wrong. Now all of my religious folks had a major problem with that. And that's okay because this is not in, this is not in opposite of your sacred texts. It's not. Try to, you, you do know this question is probably going to dominate the rest of the class, right? 
okay, I'm not going to talk that much, but this question will dominate the rest of the class. Try to separate your understanding. Nope, nope, nope. Try to separate. Nope, don't even do that. Try to empty your cup so you can get bigger. That, that's better. Try to empty your cup. The stuff in your cup is in the way of us having a present conversation. Well said. All right, there you go. Okay. Well, well said. <laughs> yes, sir. Pull that stuff out. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me tell me, and let me tell me another way. Pull that stuff out. Don't try to save it. Don't try to save a little sip. Pull all that stuff out so the other stuff that needs to be in there can be in there. It's in the way of our present conversation. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah, that past stuff, which is nothing wrong with it. You can pick it back up after the conversation. Now, there is no right, there is no wrong, but that's not outside your sacred text. If you think it is, then you have to wrestle with a few questions. Let's take Christianity for an example. Why did a loving kind God have to kill his son to please the devil? It's a real question. It's a real deal question that they force us in seminary to answer. It's a real question. I can teach a whole college class, 16 weeks, off that one question and then make everybody write a final on that question. I could do that. I could do that. <clears throat> Ransom theory, which is a form of justification. Ransom is what most of you in the South preach and teach, which is he had to die for your sins because you were a slave to sin. I just need you to get this. Okay? This is ransom theory. Therefore, you are also saying, this is why it's very important for us to continuously be open and never fall victim to not asking questions so you can have a great understanding. You're also saying, well, if Jerry was so wicked, then the devil must be really great because God had to kill to fix Jerry's sin. That's tough. Now, <clears throat> at no point do you be upset at me or stop your religion because there's seven different, there's seven different atonements. That was just one of them I brought up. I said justification, I went too far. Atonements, it's just one of them I brought up. However, is it right that God, sugar, said, go and <clears throat> make sure there's no enemies left? When do we make stuff right? When do we make stuff wrong? There's a lot of stuff in the, this is not, I am not saying that the Bible is not infallible, sugar. You continue to keep the Bible infallible. Infallible means it has no mistakes. Okay, does everybody follow me? I'm with you in agreement, sugar, that your sacred text has no mistakes. We're on the same page. All right. At no point am I going to be heretical, which means outside of what says the sacred text. In fact, I would be so conservative, I'm pretty much going to be orthodox. This is, this is fair. Yet and still, God said, purge them all. Why is that right? I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm making an argument for the case of right and wrong and how muddy what we believe right and wrong can be. Okay, the only time we think right and wrong is so cut and clear is when we want it to be that way. Any other time right and wrong is not that cut and clear. Please know I have been the proponent of hurting a lot of people on planet Earth, and I am extremely blessed. 
There is nothing about that fair. No, no, no. We can go ahead and keep it real, Vanessa. I can't be your leader. I can't be your leader if I'm not a bigger, bigger sinner than you. You understand what I'm saying? I can't be your leader if I ain't got more sins than you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we just gonna keep it real. Call the elephant in the room. I'm a sinner. Okay. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it doesn't make sense that all of a sudden you make me right. When I spent nearly my entire life being wrong. But I can also argue God ain't mad at me, you are. Mm -mm. Which then leads me back (laughs) Uh (laughs) to Uh the understanding right and wrong, but not these things. It's more accurate to say there are things like source and things that are not. That's more accurate. Well, we are all sinners. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> get, you, get you some, Jerry. Get you some of this sin. <laughs> Every single one. Every single one. Hey, Jerry, if you let me, I'm going to tip you to see. Yeah, get you some of this sin. That's right. Jerry, just say, just just take a little more, Jerry. Drink a little more. Drink a little more, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, Tony, Tony, yes. hold up, Tony, hold up. There's one part that I want to go out in public and tell somebody what you just said. I want to go. I'm talking about somebody that that really, you know, what I'm saying they want to. You know what? God ain't mad at me, but you are. I just want to tell somebody that and watch their face. And just watch their face, though. And watch their facial expression. They won't have nothing else to say to you. God ain't even mad at me. That's big facts, man. That's big facts. All right. And just look at their face. (laughs) So to conclude this, and and some of you, this is very difficult when when you want to be right. Of course, there's a clear right and wrong. So let me break this down one more time. But this time, I'm going to use the protagonist that is called Christ, which is the consciousness we all should be attempting to get to, okay? Every ascended master, we should be getting to this consciousness, everyone, because it's a shared consciousness. That's another seed or bomb I'm dropping on you. It's a shared consciousness we need to share in more often. There was a clear black and a clear white a clear righteousness and a clear death and humans muddied it up and the protagonist that is called christ jesus said well let's do this grace thing and make the 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 sin that is vanessa not as black Probably can't be as white as snow, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be the puller of both the white and go into sugar's black, and I'm gonna make a gray area that I can save a lot of people in. And that is absolutely conservative to your sacred text. Go ahead, Phil. They ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. There you go. You get it? Zacchaeus, use a sinner. Come on down, be with me. Matthew, you're killing your people. Come on down, be with me. I do this over and over and over. (laughs) Simon, you a hustler. Other Simon, use a terrorist. Like Simon the Zealot. That's Zealot meant terrorist. These are the people who were slitting the throats of the Roman people (laughs) to get back the kingdom. My man had murderers, drug dealers, Prostitutes follow him. This is why the Pharisees were mad, okay? <laughs> he wasn't mad because he was preaching well. They were mad because these riffraffs were catching on and starting their own church full of other riffraffs. Mm. It's that gray area, okay? It's that, it's that, I hear you down there, Deanna. It's, it's that gray area. So Hitler is most certainly 
one of these things that will strike this conversation. And Reggie, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to end in like two minutes, that you could have a conversation for the rest of the day on this subject. I just, I just want to, I'm just shocked. I'm mean, just shocked. <laughs> That's all I'm going to do is just shout. We're going to have to get to the point in which we have the understanding that everyone is creating the most perfect reality according to them. And once we stop blaming God for our choices, ooh, that was too deep, Jerry. I'm sorry. I mean, I should have, I should have hit my Joel Osteen tone on that one. You know, once we start taking responsibility, <laughs> once we stop blaming God for our choices, we will all realize that sugar. Prostitute for how many years, Sugar? I'll mute you, Mike. Coming in, you next, Vanessa. 31. 31. Vanessa, how many years was you addicted to drugs? Or, or any substance? And this is stuff they've said out loud. I'm not calling nobody out. <clears throat> how many years, Vanessa? She got to calculate, so you know it's a few. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, uh, <laughs> unmute your mic. <laughs> See if you can unmute the mic, down. This is why I love when Vanessa, there she go. This is why I love when she talks. She, she'd have been through something. Come on, holler at me. <laughs> you know what? I started messing around with that stuff when I was, I was I, I'm going to say, around 17 and 18 in high school. You sound like Reggie. Yeah, 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 that's why Reggie Four, teaches this 14. class. 14. 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. Reggie just got off drugs. I wrote a song first. about it. No. Ooh, wow. Reggie, Reggie I, I played just got off Reggie. Let's get together. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Look, he just got off drugs last wow. year for the first time in his life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They clapped it for you, Reggie. Yeah, I yes. appreciate it. You're so mm -hmm. welcome. Yes. The reason I'm saying that is because nor Sugar, or Vanessa, or me. We don't fit the bill, Jerry. And if I pass the microphone around all of you innocent people, neither do you fit the bill. But here is what is true and will always be true. Get ready, Reggie, I'm gone. Vanessa, Reggie, and Sugar took the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to get to this conversation and this happiness in life. There could be no faster way. They needed the drugs. They needed to sell themselves. They sure did. So they can have the awareness they have now. Today. And while they were talking about all four of us, Reggie, Vanessa, and Sugar, mm -hmm. and how, how much we done backslid and all that stuff, mm -hmm. and beat us with the Bible and they, their love, we were <laughs> ascending in our own perfect way according to our own perfect understanding so we can reach back and help as many broken people as possible because they want to know how and that's what he's talking about with the hitler example they want to know everybody how. takes their way to understand it. there you go Richard. you got yourself yeah, they, they want to know how they they watched you they watched you they they held on to the life jacket and didn't want to throw it <laughs> Head on to the life jacket, didn't want to. Uh -huh. And we've seen the life jacket. Oh, yeah. And, and they ain't want to throw it. Yeah. But when we found it, because <laughs> there was another one over there. I don't even want to. Hello? <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. How y'all doing, man? Golly. I know Dr. Trash, she unmuted her mic. So, Dr. Trash, if you want to unmute your mic, the floor is yours. Right. Being clean and sober for 23 years. The 23 years outweighs everything. That. But yeah. Because of my childhood being stolen from me, just taken from me, it has taken me, even though being clean and sober 23 years, to be able to function in a lot of ways that most people would think, well, at your age, you should already know this or do this or say this or have this. 
not realizing 31 of my years, I was a, a pharmaceutical addict at the age of 15. And so all of this that was going on, wherever your childhood was taken from you, that's really where your life stops. So you have to catch up. So the last 23 years, I'm just catching up to a lot of things that people think is like normal. Well, it's not normal for me. People say, well, sugar. And I says, well, it's not. You know, and so, um, but it, it's great. It, it's great to be able to help other people, to let people see really what God can take from nothing and create something out of it to help his people. And that's what I do. All right, Dr. Trask. You, you just brought a concept that I didn't even know. Like the, when you said pharmaceutical addict starting at the age of 15, in the 23 years that you have been sober, you have had to learn things that you would have learned then. So how you respond to things now, when people look at you, they're like, well, you should know that. Technically, no, because I'm learning all of this now. So that's not something that I would have thought of. So thank you for your transparency and sharing that with us, because you just helped a lot of people understand people that they probably didn't understand before. So thank you very much for your transparency. Thank you very much. And congratulations to all of you on your sobriety. I applaud you again. All right. So uh, I now have a better understanding. Whew. Got to work on my mind. Got to work on my, my brain on that one. All right. But I have a better understanding. So thank you. Uh, Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. for breaking that down for us. Miss Vanessa, I saw you unmuted. And after Miss Vanessa, uh, Reverend Reginald, the floor is yours. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I just wanted to say, and I thank um, Dr. Sugar for sharing that because I used to ask myself, how did I start wanting to mess around, you know, with um, different things? And uh, I remember at the age of 10, my mom allowed the doctor to put me on diet pills. And now looking back, because now I write about stuff a lot, that was one of the things that really popped up. I don't know if you all know it, but back in the day when diet pills was really speed, mm -hmm. it counteracted something in my body. And now looking back, I realized that I experienced what I believe now was a chemical. It, it, it was like a chemical imbalance. And things happen to your brain. And so it's like I spent a part of my life trying to get that rush again. You know, a lot of people find it in sugar and coffee. I tried it through some pharmaceutical type meds. And at the age of 22, I'm like, how did you get here? So I've spent most of my life trying to stay away. And I ended up in treatment for like a month. And it was, I mean, I, I mean when I look back at it now, that's when I can honestly say I believe God arrested my life because I could have died, you know, looking back, um, you know, trying to, it's just like you're on a spiral, you know, you don't know how to get off of it, but it takes a lot of prayer. It takes somebody loving you enough, like your parents to pray for you. And it's like, God just say, okay, one day, you know, it's enough, enough. I was coming out of 2020 grand and I believe I had some type of an experience and my life has not been the same since. And, and sometimes I can look back if I'm on the bus and I can see some of those same people that I used to hang out with. They never got, they never got off the stuff, but they stuck 
they still there, you know. So anyway, I just want to say that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. And since it's going in this direction, (laughs) uh, I'm going to share something that I ain't share with. I'm going to share something today that I did not share with people in Bay Area Recovery. Uh, And that was the only recovery center I went to. And before I say that, uh, my dad was in that recovery center. And I remember when I was younger, me telling myself that. I'm not going to go on the same route as my dad. <laughs> but I remember after I got out of the county and they told me the only, only way you can get out the county is you have to go to this recovery center. I laughed because I said, out of all that avoiding it, I had to go right into it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I had to laugh. I, I, I laughed at it. But here's the thing. I had the power to, to stop. Stop getting high. I didn't want to. It wasn't that I just, I needed it to function because I was an athlete. So I never got high for no game. <laughs> I didn't need it to, to perform. You understand? Well, I'm going to perform regardless. It was the fact, my thing was to fit in part. You understand what I'm saying? Like when my dad was gone, I, I, I tried every, I tried several activities to fit in. I tried game banging. The gangsters would not let me be a game banger because I played sports. You understand what I'm saying? So I, 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 I tried drugs. I tried selling drugs. Uh, I sold a little weed, but the day that I decided to sell crack, how about I sold crack to my own dad? How about I didn't put it into his hand? I put it into the lady hand that I was sending it to. And when I came to check on it, she was giving my dad the dope. So I had to stop selling dope. But I still held on to the hustler's mentality because that's the only way that I knew. The only way I knew how to do anything was survive because I didn't have no male mentor and I wasn't trying to have no male mentor. I just wanted to do myself. I was smarter than, than the people I hung around. I knew I was. But my thing was I wanted to fit in, but I always kept running into to, to, the, to this little, it's like a roadblock for somebody telling me, that ain't you. That's not you. And I, was, I don't want to be, look, man, look, I'm telling y'all like, I don't want to be the shirt and tie guy. I don't want to be the preacher in the pulpit with that uniform on. I don't want to be that. You know what I'm saying? If I can't be who I am and still do the same thing, I don't want it. So I'm going to go over here. You understand what I'm saying? Because I can talk, they talk. And, and But at the same time, some days I find that I'm teaching them. And then they protect me and make sure that I don't do the same thing that they did. And then it's just... It threw me away until my dad say, son, you ever, this is why my dad is in recovery now. I am, I am my dad's mentor. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm sitting up there telling my dad, you got to be like a duck. When it rain, the water got to fall off. And him coming back and telling me everything that I told him. And he say, you got to understand everything that you told me. It helped me get through recovery. I am a child. I am a child. I am a child. I am still in school. And to hear that from a grown-up, especially somebody that you look up to, and somebody that's your parent, like, that's the only male because he knew how to talk to me. He knew exactly how to talk to me. You understand what I'm saying? I got a brother that's 10 years older than me. He say, man, I should have named you Junior because you just, you know what I'm saying? The stuff that to, to, to this day still messes with my mental. You know what I'm saying? Like the stuff he kept saying, you're going to be the one. And every time somebody give me that title, somebody give me that pop, you know, I made all A's because you know, I worked for it. But when somebody tells you that, they're kind of like, I don't want to be that, man. Why well, can't just be, you know what I'm saying, what I what I want to be. You know what I'm saying? But that that moment where, especially when I got older and my dad died, that's when everything started coming to surface, you know, because uh, it's time to sit down. Hell, you ain't playing basketball no more. You ain't playing college basketball no more, neither. It's over. College basketball is over. Your four years is up. You don't have no more eligibility. Can't play no more. What you going to do? And I get a job at, at, at working with site with, with children. And that, man, that, man, that brought it out of me. That, they made me a supervisor in two months when you're on a 90-day period, probation period, supervisor in two months. Over a whole unit of grown folks, though. Again, I'm still, I'm still young. You know what I'm saying? It's messing with my mental life. Man, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I, I still go, you know, go get my little buzz. 
because I want to numb myself. I don't want to feel none of this stuff, man. I ain't trying to hear with nobody. Ain't nobody. How? How? Why me? Who's me? Me. Why I gotta be me? He say, man. But you know, there was some people that come to me like, you're the only one that can get to us. You're the only one I. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, especially if it's a child that nobody can get to, and that child come up to you and say, you're the only one I listen to. And then the more that you grow, you go into most situations like that. And then it's like, okay, man. So, so you mean to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like he having a conversation with God, I had to sit out. I had plenty of them. And he just kept laughing at me. <laughs> he just, he said, when you going to get it, boy? I'm like, man, what are you talking about, man? He said, I'm not ready to do it. He said, you ain't got no choice. But go ahead, though. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, the last year, what, what makes me, you know, to the point to where I'm sober now is from, from last year when I had to go to jail. Like, I didn't miss jail. Like, like hey, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about prison. I missed prison four times. <laughs> I miss prison four times. And that fourth time, he just said, okay, you got to do, you, are you ready? I was like, man, and to this day, I still get a little if I'm not going to lie to y'all, man, to this day, because I just don't want to be, I didn't have a strike, I just don't want to be that, man. I just, I just want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I just talk like I'm talking and then somebody, under, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like that. I don't want, don't put no special title on me, man. I don't want no special title. I mean, I'm feeling like this anyway, because uh, <laughs> I done made it to 40 years old. Been shot at, stabbed, told I wasn't going to be shit. And I'm still right here, man. Still right here, fighting. And helping children, you understand what I'm saying? I work with somebody that I used to coach, and it feel good, man. I mean, God, dog, it feel good. Mm. We applaud you. God, dog. Really? Thank you. Thank you for your transparency because there's somebody else out there that's going through the same thing and not understanding how they're going to make it and you just help them. So thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Seriously. Is there anyone else who would like to share anything with us on this evening or just share with us what you have gotten out of Chapters four, five, six, and seven of Conversations with God, Book Two, or just uh, or just comment on something that's been said this evening. I have a quote that I say. <laughs> uh, I got it from page sixty-three. It's like, but this is something that I made up. It's not. It's not coming quite from sixty-three. But to sum it from page 63, say, you're always at a place of free will and total choice. You're always there. Mm -hmm. So whatever, whatever, whatever decision that I made, whatever path I made before myself, that, that was my free will. And, and, and also, it's saying your thoughts are a pure vibration, and they can do and create physical matter. Your thoughts. And I always, you know what I'm saying, for just from this past year, I just told myself, you know, hey, whatever I wanted, I told myself that, and I got it. Like, for real, like, I got it. Like, it's time for me to do this. And I did it, and it, and it got done. Like, I can't explain how it got done. That's one thing I can't, I can't explain how it got done. You know what I'm saying? I, I, when, I got, when I got out, I didn't have no, I just knew where to go, and I know who to, <laughs> I knew where to go. And I know who to be around, and it just says sit down and just don't say nothing. And I did. And the more I just listened to that, the more rewarded I got. And I got rewarded, still getting rewards right now from still being under that umbrella, still staying under that umbrella. And when that young man spoke today, it just reminded me why. <laughs> it just, just today alone, it just reminded me why he said, go to that fella. Over there, 
And that's why I'm still here. Say, go to that fella, yeah. You're always at a place of free will and total choice. You're always at a place. Not sometimes, not a little bit, not when everything going good, always. When you tell your stuff this, when you tell yourself stuff like this, when you tell yourself stuff like this on a daily basis, how can you have a bad day? How can you struggle? How can you go through anything if you tell yourself something positive every day? I'm talking about when you see the negative, come on, man, when, even when you see the negative coming. Some people can see it. Some people feel it. Some people elbows start hurting. Come on, man, hey, man, stop playing. Some people elbows start hurting, man. Somebody got these special powers, man. Man, come on, man, we all got special powers, man. Your knees start hurting. Uh, your eyes start twitching. Your, my, my left hand itching. Somebody got something. Come on, man. Somebody got something. They know it's coming. Energy. Yeah. You lose yeah. all energy. Your body, your body telling you, you know what I'm saying? Look, man, it's, it's it ain't gonna be one, but you got to, you got to, you got to all right. Let me go look in the mirror and, and tell myself who I am. All right, well, as soon as I go out there, okay, ain't nothing else gonna stop me. Nothing else is gonna stop me. Nothing, nothing said by anybody is gonna stop me. Nothing, no matter what. I'm telling you, when I was in that, when I was in that rehab, it was a guy, his dad was a counselor, but this guy, he would not, he, he never wanted me to talk. He never wanted me to talk. I'm talking about, because he know, he witnessed that when I do his speak, it was a lot of people that paid attention. So I remember a couple of days, I would say two words, he would jump in and cut me off. Cause he had like a little, he had position and power. You understand what I'm saying? Like he had a little power, you know what I'm saying? He'd cut me off. And I would tell him, you know what I'm saying? Some, sometimes I sit up there and I won't say nothing. You know, it'll hurt, I'll walk out or whatever. But sometimes I say, man, you are rude. You are very rude. You understand what I'm saying? And he came out there and he apologized to me a couple of times, but that's when you know you got something. Cause something always gonna try to stop you. Some will. Some gonna try to hang on and attach to you that you don't need. The the specific weight is supposed to be two hundred and fifty. It's always one pound that's trying to jump off and then tilt that act. Come on, man. Always, man. Always. It's ain't always. You are always with free wheels at your choice. All right. Thank you for sharing that with us. One of the things that when it comes to free will, Antonio always, well, he's been planting the seed in me. It's, it's, I'm getting there in the understanding process of it. But he said, if you do anything to shift somebody's emotions to where they make a decision they wouldn't normally make, you just took away their free will. You have to understand that you like like Reggie just said, we're always right there with free will and the decisions that we make and you can't you can't take that away from somebody else. You can't do that. So when we understand that we won't have to do what Reggie just said. We won't have to go and talk to ourselves because if we all understand that we wouldn't take away somebody else's free will by shifting their entire energy based on what we what we think is right or wrong. It's, it's, I've learned a lot reading this book. I've also learned a lot from Antonio's coaching as well. And, and it's every time I read a book, it confirms something he said to me. And I'd be like, my dog, why do you always got to be right? But you know. <laughs> So is there anything else that anybody else would like to share on this evening that you've gotten out of chapters four, four, five, six, and seven of Conversations with God, book two? Yes, sir, Mr. Phil, go ahead. Well, you know how we learn to be right by being wrong. He said, that's facts, Mr. Phil. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> Man. That's the real truth. Yes. Yes, it and is. And I, I, you know what? And that's the other thing. Like, the whole, 
when you were talking about Hitler, I was sitting here and I'm like, mm, you, we base what is right and wrong by something that we've experienced. So if somebody hurts us, okay, that's wrong. Not doing that anymore. So if somebody else does that, I know that's wrong. I don't want to feel it anymore. But if you actually, if you do the opposite of what you would normally do, you may actually see that you were the one that was wrong. And Antonio always tell me, well, how he tells us you, you want to be right or you want to win? You want to be right or you want to be rich? Sometimes it's hard. I don't know how he does it, but sometimes it's hard. Because <laughs> when I tell you, it's like, no, I did this just like this. But what if you wrong? I'm not wrong because I did it like this. You know what? <laughs> so hey, Antonio has been wrong a whole lot. A whole, whole lot. <laughs> And he just posted, you go to jail, you go to jail enough, you will learn to be as calm as me. Yeah, I'll be on doing that no time soon. So, so is there anything else, anybody, is there anything else that anybody would like to share with us about what you've learned? The floor is yours. Dr. Trask, I see you unmuted. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I understand what Antonio just said about you go to jail enough, you learn to be calm. It wasn't that I went to jail so many times, but it was all the other issues that was upon me that I lived through. So I listen and see some of these people sometimes, and I'm thinking, why is that such a big problem? You didn't go through any, that's nothing. And a lot of people will say, well, you don't let anything bother you. Well, I let something bother me for 31 years. <laughs> so I've had plenty that has bothered me. But uh, you have to get into your mindset, I do believe, because it's like relapsing. You know, you relapse in your mind before you actually pick up that drink or that drug or that man or that woman. You've already relapsed mentally. So you've got to understand, sometimes you've got to change your whole environment so you don't pick up and relapse. You have to change people, places, and things. Original, I know you know about all of this here. You've got to even change the music you listen to. You've got to change the cologne or the perfume that you wear. You might even have to change the barbershop or beauty shop you go to so you can keep your sanity and not fall back into those old mindset ways because our minds are to be renewed. You know, we're new creatures in Christ. But sometimes it's one foot in front of the other foot to get that next step that you have to do and to be where you are to where you are calm whenever all the other chaos is going on in the world and all the other sickness and disease is going on where you can go in there and make a change. You can go in there and change the atmosphere. And so that's what I'm learning as I go day by day. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Trask, for sharing that. When you said bother me, I let something bother me for 31 years. I was over here like, wow. And then Antonio put in the chat, you have to <laughs> you have to change who you kiss in the mouth too. You do. We see it. We see you. We see you. Miss Vanessa, go ahead. The floor is yours. Oh no, no. I just wanted to say too, just sort of pick it, pick it piggybacking off of what Dr. Sugar said, um, I'm going to tell you something, and it, it, it took me a long time to accept the fact that I am an addict. I am an addict. And um, I'm proud. I'm not going to say I'm proud to say it, but I do know until I'm you address proud. your problem, I'm proud. you won't be able to fix it. So I've been my greatest problem. You know, me, myself, and I, I can no longer blame nobody. Uh, I do know that um, I have an addictive behavior. And, when, and, you know, it's like, let life show up. And there I go. I, I don't want to feel it. I want to numb out. And... And that doesn't work. The whole world is in a bad shape. 
And I, I will admit, I am in a 12-step program. I will never step out of those rooms, ever. Because sanity on this side is the most sanest life that I've ever lived. All of that stuff that I thought was going to bring about a good time for me took me straight down to the road of darkness. And so it's an honor to be in recovery, you know, because it is a gift. And recovery is only saying that you are being restored back to sanity. And we've been insane, whether it's eating, shopping, having constant sex, whatever. But I do know there is a spirit called God. Now, I just know for me, <laughs> I'm um I I I'm I'm I I I have just I'm grateful, you know, to be on this side of life, you know, because um, I do have peace, and it doesn't take a whole lot from me, but if chasing something that's gonna take me away from God and the peace that I have today, you can't buy that. I'd rather have peace, I'd rather have sanity, I'd rather have my soul. Because, um, you know, it doesn't, you ain't got to die to go to hell. You can just be sitting right where you at, you know, in that obsession, whatever it could be, and, and, and just go to hell sitting right there just with yourself, by yourself. So, um, I am a... a um, recovered um, substance abuse addict and my name is Vanessa and that is who I go by today and I'm grateful I give it all to God thank you Spoken well. that's what I'm talking about <laughs> that's what I'm talking about yeah it's a right thing you ain't got to die to go there that's what I'm talking about right, burning up sitting right there <laughs> burning up sitting right there yeah I know so, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm sitting right here right now on the twelve step call. Yeah. You know, um being in the rooms is the best place. Um, you know, they are my friends. Yeah. You know. And um you gotta have a place where you can go, Reg Reggie. I don't know if you're in recovery or not, you know. Yeah, we do I do a uh, peer support. I do peer support on uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. We do it on the Zoom yeah. at uh, uh, at twelve o'clock at noon. So yeah, stay. Don't don't yeah. because disease is cunning. It's baffling. Yeah, and um, it wants you. Yeah. It don't want to kill you. It wants you to suffer. Yeah, don't get no quiet fight. Oh no. <laughs> Don't you better not your get head. no quiet spot. You better <laughs> not. You better no. not go over there in that little corner. Disease, you better not go in your little your selfish corner and go over there in your little pity pot. Ooh. Gonna <laughs> no. tell you it, do some crazy stuff. No. It, it, it wanna shame you and make you yeah. feel bad. Yeah. And when the devil know he can make you hate yourself, he got you. <laughs> and that's what disease do. But, you had a so, but just know that the drugs are just a symptom. That's all they are. They are not who we are, but that's what we use to cope. You know. That's all it is. All right. <laughs> Miss Carrie, you have been asked for. <laughs> If you're in a position to unmute your mic, okay, there you go. Floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio said, where is Kiara? I am here. So, I'm just listening to everybody's testimony. I'm encouraged. Did he want me to ask say something specifically? Girl, you better save me. Take me to church. I'm out of words for tonight. <laughs> I really am. I'm just listening to everybody's stuff. All I can say, I'm just 
I'm proud to be t connected to people who are overcomers like this. Um, that's it. That's it. It's a blessing. I actually, my coming out of my internship um, in graduate school, I was over a substance abuse program. And I ended up leaving because some of the principles, just based off my ways of thinking, um, I didn't agree with, but I love working with the people and I love seeing people who are able to transpire and maintenance themselves through that. So hearing everybody's stuff is just humbling. It, it's showing me a new light and I'm, I'm glad. Well, thank you, Ms. Kara. Thank you for sharing with us this evening. We appreciate you. Reverend Reginald. Is there anything else that you no, would like? That's about it. I, I spilled, put a little water out on my eyeballs, uh, rinsed off my beard, uh, dried it, you know, got a little moisturizing conditioner on, and I needed that, you know, because it's kind of stiff right here, so that little tear loosened it up. Which I had to, I had to get that, I had to get that up, up, up off the, off that chest of mine. Plus, my little girl started school today. I ain't get a chance to go, and you know how you go in the school building to see you, girl, because I wanted to cry. I don't care what y'all talking about. I wanted to be the parent that I, she wasn't going to cry. She's tough as nails. I wanted to cry just to see her sit in that chair because, you know, that's the experience you, you get. You know, I ain't get to have that, man. She she went in there today. She did that. She was ready. She'd been here before. I think she didn't, this is her second time in kindergarten. I think she didn't graduated already. <laughs> came back and she said, I'm going to do this again, Dad. Yeah, because she is ready, man. She is on top of it. I'm just juiced. Y'all should, I'm see, I am juiced. This is exciting because, you know, at first they had to start at home, right? And then, you know, she got to, got a little work, got a name down pat, got a E's and a J's and a, and a A's. And, and then we had to get her backpack. I had to get her uniform, tuck that shirt, and took that first day of school picture that, whew, I cried when I got in the car. <laughs> so did the proud parent. That's right. So yeah, this is the type of week that I'm having. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Then I then I heard some good some good stuff from some people that's going through the same thing that I that I'm going through, and they've been in the game for a minute. So that's that's also encouraging too, especially when you hear some OGs in the game. I, you got to give it up to the OGs in the game that give you get that they get that love to you. Especially when it's you know you know it's like a mother figure. Thank y'all, first of all, Vanessa and and Sugar. Thank you, Doctor Trash. Appreciate it. Feel your input. Yes, this is well needed. About to, if I had a yeah, I got one window in my room, but the dress in the way, I can't jump up out of it. Enjoy to that wood gonna block me. But I yeah, I gave me joy to this evening. Tony, thank you too, sir. I know you ain't supposed to speak, but you had to on that one. That's right. All right. Well, is the there anything is that is there anything that anybody else would like to um, address that they read in in the next chapters that we're discussing? Because I and, and I also would like to thank you, Mr. Antonio, because that was the only thing. I had a question about in in these chapters that 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 one kind of had me. I, I I needed an answer for that one, so I appreciate you. All right. Well, if we don't have anyone else who has any questions or any comments, uh, Reverend Reginald, would you like to close us out? I don't have any fancy closeout words. <laughs> I tried to, if y'all couldn't tell, I tried to think of one, but I couldn't get it out. Don't correct me, Sister Sam. Uh, first, I haven't said that all week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just happy. Let me be happy. Kiara <laughs> said, you can't play Happiest man dinner. in the trash can right now. <laughs> oh, all right. You can't dominate. There we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Looking forward to seeing you on next Thursday. Let's keep reading, keep learning, and let's come next week with some wisdom. And yes, we're going to be starting with chapter eight. We're going to do chapters eight, nine, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Eight, nine, ten, and eleven. All right.
So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody next week. Y'all have an amazing evening. Good night. Thank you for being with us.